This is a new thing. Um, so, whew, a little weird. I've been building to this for about, probably about 16, 17 years. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the new Jesus. Um, provocative name, I know. I hope it doesn't scare you too much. I'll, it's probably not what you think, and I'll describe that uh, in a minute. Um, my undergraduate degree was in ministry. I did ministry for full-time ministry for 10 years, uh, upon graduation from undergraduate, I did another two years part-time my junior and senior year. So for 12 years, I did ministry. Not, I was not the preacher. Uh, I did counseling ministry. I did youth ministry. But um, I can't count how many different churches and places and times um, that I did preach during those years, although I was never the preacher. <clears throat> and even uh, before that, as a kid, I had this thought many times that um, that's what I want to do. I want to preach. I want to teach. The teaching was really bigger to me. I'm not sure where that preach um, word even came from. I should have looked that up. Uh, but the idea to me... <clears throat> And the reason I wanted to do it was sharing something that was of utmost importance in a person's life. The most important thing in a person's life, number one. And number two, something that could change their life for the better. Um, if, if they would believe that, adopt it, and start living that way. Uh, I grew up in uh, a very strict religious setting, uh, a certain denomination that said that they weren't a denomination, that they were the only true church. Um, they were a denomination, and um, uh, I believe they had very strong elements of uh, cultism. If they were not out and out a cult, uh, which I tend to lean to, because when um, I came out of that, when my mentor started teaching me the truth about what Scripture really says and really doesn't say, and when you look at the whole truth instead of just pulling one verse out of context, and when you look at what it meant in the original language, which was very, very often mistranslated, uh, it has a totally different meaning and um, sometimes night and day meaning, different difference in meaning. But what I was brought up with was the very, very strict. I'll never forget... Um, my father's favorite preacher was a, a man named Bradfield, and um, he had a, a iconic sermon he would preach that, I don't know what he called it, but to me, the name of it was No Hope. 
and it was about how you were going to burn in hell and all this kind of stuff. And then at a certain point, probably uh, three quarters of the way through the sermon, he would start banging his fist as hard as he could on the podium, which had a microphone on it, so it, boom, resonated. And uh, the church building is not real big. It's, you know, like a hundred people. So you're in a fairly enclosed place. And he gets to this place in the sermon where he's been talking for 20 minutes about how you're going to burn in hell if you do this, and you're going to burn in hell if you don't do this, and all that sort of thing. You're going to burn in hell if you are to the age of accountability and have not been baptized yet, and all these things. And then he gets to this point, and I, I didn't count, but seriously, it, it had to be at least a minute and a half. Uh, very possibly three minutes, where he does nothing but slam his fist down as hard as he can on the podium with the microphone on it. And then when his fist hits the podium, he yells, No hope! No hope! No hope! And oh my goodness, I, I was about, I was 12 years old. And every time his fist came down and I heard those words along with that boom from the microphone in his fist, I just sunk farther and farther back and slumped farther and farther down. It was like he was beating on my head or something. And uh, I'll never forget when that service was over, I I was to the age of accountability. Okay, I was 12 years old, and that's one of the things he talked about. If you die when you're at the age of accountability and you've not been baptized, you're toast, okay? Well, that was me, and and I'll never forget, we went to the car. We were going to go to lunch somewhere, which we always did, and I was in the back seat, and I'll never forget, as soon as I got in the back seat, frantically looking for the seat belts, because no one wore seatbelts back then, okay? I, I don't know if I'd ever worn a seatbelt. My parents didn't wear a seatbelt. My brothers didn't wear... No, nobody I knew wore a seatbelt. Well, I got in, in that car, and I was looking for the seatbelt, and they were buried, you know, way back under the, the seats because they'd never been used, and I'm in this panic that I'm not going to get them out because if we have a car wreck or something and I die, I'm going to hell, Okay, and for the, for the next several days, I was pretty much in hell thinking about that all the time, 24-7, and hearing that no hope and all that stuff. And finally, couldn't take it anymore, went to my parents and said, I need to be baptized today. And so, you know, they were so happy and, you know, everything, but... It was totally for all the wrong reasons. It was totally just out of fear and and nothing else. So they took me literally that afternoon, had them unlock the church building, and I was baptized and came out and felt uh, good in one way, but I didn't really feel any different. And then for years after that, I had this guilt that I really wasn't, saved, and I really wasn't a Christian because I was baptized for all the wrong reasons, and so was still haunted for years after that. 
Um, but anyway, anyway, um, then at 27 or 8, when I started being taught the whole truth about Scripture and the Bible and Jesus and God, um, I literally went through six months of night terrors, night sweats, and, and seriously, like deprogramming someone who's been in a cult. I would wake up most nights screaming, uh, soaked with sweat. The bed is soaked with sweat. I was having nightmares about going to hell and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Because I was finally being taught the truth, which meant that I was going to have to come out of this extremely legalistic, cult-like um, uh, church group. And I still had all this stuff in me from my childhood that if I did that, I was going to go to hell. Uh, you know, if I worshipped in a in a building where they played an instrument along with the song, going to hell. Uh, miss a church service, going to hell. I mean, and, and it on and on and on, and I'll share some more of that later. Uh, so I, I literally went through six months of um, de-culting, de-programming in my mind and heart to come out of that. And um, so now it's been probably 16 years. Um, not since that happened, but it's been 16 years since I've been thinking and feeling uh, from my prayer time that maybe I should start preaching or teaching. Something that I first felt as a very young child and then many times after that, but of course now in a very different way. Not the cultic legalistic stuff, but what I believe is the whole truth, the wonderful, beautiful truth um, about God, Jesus, uh, Scripture, and um, the gift that God makes available to all of us, His love and forgiveness and grace. So this is literally um, the first time, the first day, and we are in February of 2021, and this has been about 16 years building in my life to this day, okay? And um, if you were to ask me, are you starting a church? I would say, well, no, because I believe we're all part of the same church. Uh, but I would say I believe I'm starting a function of the church, one function of the church, okay, that's part of the overall church, okay, and, uh, and that's, about, that's about all I know about this. I, I, I plan to do it as the Holy Spirit leads me and guides me and uh, uh, search scripture. I'm not a biblical scholar. You need to know that at the very first. I uh, have several biblical scholars. I consult with regularly, uh, as well as do a lot of study. Um, the reason I'm doing this uh, is because, in one way, I don't see anyone else doing it. Um, there's lots of people out there that are doing ministry, 
that involves making money. And to be honest, I don't really see that in Scripture. Um, I, I don't see someone uh, pastoring or being the minister of a church and living in multi-million dollar houses that the church pays for and driving Cadillac Escalades that the church pays for and and things like that. And I think that's one of the reasons that um, uh, people who are turned off by the church uh, are turned off. It, it is is um, they, they see it more as a business than they do um, a ministry to serve and, and to be about helping people and um, loving each other. And now I'm not saying in any church that people don't love each other and they're not helping people. I know there's tons of that, lots of that. Uh, uh, Christian churches have almost eliminated uh, hunger and thirst in parts of the world by giving money and digging wells and, and things like that. And that's fabulous and, and wonderful. Um, but I also believe that we are not doing it most likely the way the early Jerusalem church did it. They met in homes uh, as far as we know, there was no paid staff. There was no building. The first church building came along about 150 years later, and it was just a house where a couple of walls had been knocked out. But uh, that was not the early Jerusalem church. That was a good bit later. And then Catholicism took over and said, you're going to do church this way, or we're going to kill you or put you in jail. And then came the Inquisition, from the Catholic Church, where estimates differ from hundreds of thousands to millions that were tortured and killed over several hundred years. And most of what we call, most of the things that we call church, going to a building, taking the Lord's Supper, you know, as a little cup of something and a little bite of bread and stuff like that, um, those were not the early church. That came from uh, that came from Catholicism and the Inquisition and, and those kind of things. That's the root that that stuff grew out of, not the early Jerusalem church. Um, so whatever this is that I'm starting, um, uh, I plan to do a very short teaching uh, most weeks, maybe not every week, but most weeks, uh, I always got bored, uh, in church a lot of times with, you know, 30, 40 minute sermons. So my goal is 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, but I'm sure I will violate that at times. And this could really be anything, uh, you want it to be a weekly encouragement, um, uh, part of church for you. I'm not saying to quit doing anything else. In fact, I'd probably advise against that. Um, but maybe this is an additional thing you can do to challenge you a little bit in your intellectual thinking. Uh, maybe to touch your heart a little bit. And maybe every once in a while learn something that you didn't know. Um, so I'm starting this finally after 16 years, but I have no earthly idea 
where it's going to go. And, and actually, it may not even be for you. Um, it, it may just be something I'm supposed to do between me and God and me and Jesus. And if that's the case, that's absolutely fine. So I don't have any visions of a big following or anything like that, in, in case you wondered. Um, I, I, have, I do have one vision that I will never make one penny from this in any way, shape, form, or fashion, no matter what. That, that's a, that's a, um, not negotiable for me. Um, I, I couldn't do this if I was doing it for money. Um, so that part is kind of in concrete. Um, but anyway, I invite you to um, watch a segment or two, see if anything resonates with you, um, communicate with me. I'm hoping this might be the start of us becoming friends, of us becoming brothers and sisters, uh, maybe having some communication, uh, maybe even get together in person sometimes, some places. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where the Lord takes it. Uh, the last thing, the name, the new Jesus. <clears throat> um, I was brought up being taught about Jesus. I mean, three times a week in church and then at home, too, from my parents. Went to a Christian school, part of my upbringing. So I was being taught about Jesus all the time. But the Jesus I was taught about um, was, I, let me say, not terribly attractive as someone that I think I would go to with my problems or uh, would be very loving or kind or, or, or um, concerned about me as an individual. And then at 27, 28, uh, when um, I started being mentored and discipled by uh, the man who's still my mentor today, and, and basically he just loved me to death almost um, at a time when I was uh, sliding into the ditch in every area of my life. He started teaching me what the whole of Scripture and the whole of New Testament said, not just pulling one or two Scriptures out, and again, what the actual Greek and Hebrew said in context in so many passages that have been mistranslated because they were translated under the command of a king or queen or someone who is married to the Catholic Church with all of their requirements and the Inquisition and uh, you do it another way besides our way and we'll cut your head off or put you in jail or hang you or burn you or uh, you know, things like that. So it's easy to see why things would be mistranslated. If I, if I translate it this way, they may put me in jail, okay? And um, so um, a few months into that discipling and mentoring, uh, I literally stopped and said, it's like a new Jesus to me. What, what I now know about Jesus 
and what he taught and what he came for and he's alive, not dead and all that sort of thing. It's like a new Jesus. And and it has been for me ever since that um, I have a personal relationship with. It's the most important thing in my life. And um, so I hope to introduce you to that new Jesus, not the old Jesus that I was brought up being taught about, I believe, in a lot of circumstances, in error. So, um, that's about all... uh, that's about all I can think of as a way to describe this. Um, uh, I hope and pray it will evolve as it is supposed to. And um, there may very well come a time when um, out of prayer and whatever comes or doesn't come from you, I decide uh, that's it. That's long enough. That's all I was supposed to do. Uh, I don't know. But... Um, I am starting today after 16 years. So, uh, welcome to the new Jesus. I would encourage you at least watch the first episode uh, entitled The New Jesus and uh, see what you think and let me know what you think. Thank you. Have a wonderful, blessed day.